Welcome to the Real Life Resilience Podcast. Stories of recovery from life's most difficult trauma with Stacy Brookman. I love love letters. I find that it's a very intimate, it was the most intimate form of writing that I could access. And those love letters were such an important part of my growth and my development and nurturing that relationship over years. Hey guys, this is Stacy, and I'm glad you're listening to Real Life Resilience, the only podcast that connects you with the world's best resources for becoming a resilient person. Today, I'm going to share a story of love lost and a unique way that our guest honored her past love relationships. But before we dive in, I'd like to take 30 seconds to share something that may change your life. You've been through tough times in your life. We all have. But no one has ever told you that you deserve for your words to be heard. Why? There's a simple and powerful truth. Your stories will reveal wisdom that you don't know you possess. You can choose to share them for the benefit of the world or keep them safely to yourself to help you through your process of reconciliation. The question now is, where do you start? Register now for Stacy's next free webinar where she reveals the four simple, proven methods to writing the first chapter of your life story this week. Simply click on the link in the show notes or head over to stacybrookman.com backslash webinar. I hope you join me for that. I also love to hear from listeners personally and I answer my own emails. So drop me a line and let me know what questions you have around resilience. My email is Stacy. S-T-A-C-Y at StacyBrookman.com. Now let's welcome Kamala Chambers. I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks so much for having me, Stacy. Well, Kamala, tell us a little bit about your past and, and your writing life and where you're at right now. Well, where I'm at right now is I just published a book called Road to Love. And so it's kind of my intimate journey on of the travels that I've been through, the failed relationships that I've had. And then it has more practical information. And when I started writing, I, I remember writing like journaling when I couldn't even spell, when I couldn't even formulate letters. I was, I would scribble these long elaborate notes and I felt like I was, wow. I was writing these incredible things. But I remember, um, you know, just journaling throughout my youth and and how important it was. And when I was 15, I went on my first hitchhiking journey for three months. My boyfriend at the time and I hitchhiked all over the United States. And that journey taught me so much that I wanted to write a book about it. And 15 years later, I finally published a book that has some excerpts of that journey and some love letters to that partner at the time. Um, and then, you know, it's just it's a really important piece for me is to write because travel is such a big experience for me and personal growth is really important to me. So writing is it's just such a an amazing way to just get a snapshot of what I'm experiencing and to actually have that dialogue with myself. Has writing helped you become a better person? I'd have to say it has because I get to look and reflect more on where where I'm at, kind of dissect some of the things that are just kind of tumbling around in my head 
and really get clear on what I what's really happening. You know that I mm-hmm. believe wholeheartedly that we are ne- never upset about something for the reasons that we think we are, and writing helps to unpack that experience. And I know that writing Road to Love was actually a pretty painful experience to write it, but um, very informative for myself to just kind of get all of kind of clear out the decks and clear out all of that old pain that was kind of stored inside of me. Right. So is each chapter a different part of your life or a different each relationship? Each chapter is a different relationship. So it's seven chapters, seven relationships. And also in there is just the places I've either hitchhiked or uh, continents I've traveled to or different experiences that I've had along the way that kind of busted me open to walk more intimately through life and to experience more love for myself and for life itself. Wow. So did you write these each piece after each relationship or you sat down one day and said, I I need to reflect on this. I'm going to write. A lot of the experiences I was writing about at the time. Um, and then I wrote, I sat down to write this book when I was 25. It was going to be a different kind of book. It was, it was going to be my journeys of hitchhiking before I was 18 because I did the United States, Canada, and nine European countries that I hitchhiked. And uh, that was before I was 18. So I thought, what an incredible story. Amazing things happen. I want to write about it. And when I was 25, I tried I tried to have a go at it. I got about 400 pages in, and I just couldn't handle it. I was just like, I was a mess. I was crying nonstop, <laughs> day and night. So I had to take a break. And now um, when I was, I guess I was 30, I wrote the book. And was able to just sit down and and really focus in and make sure that I had the time and the support around me to actually get it out there. And in each chapter, did you learn something new about yourself in each relationship in each chapter? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And I kind of present each chapter with a different lesson, you know, a different experience and exercise that people can walk away with. When I was last year, when I sat down to write this book, I had to scrap pretty much 500 pages, maybe four or 500 pages of what I had written before and start fresh and start new. And that really helped me to kind of draw out the lessons that were there, you know, the the lessons in each chapter, I some of them are learning how to fully trust yourself and someone else, breaking out of old patterns, learning how to talk about things that we're scared to talk about, bringing more passion into your relationship, things like that. So each of it is a, a stage of intimacy. And you told me earlier that there are actually exercises. So this is not just a memoir or a reflection on your journey and your relationships, someone can use it to go on their own journey. Absolutely. Yeah. You can read the book for just the letters, just the exercises or as a whole, because after each love letter is a lesson and an exercise into intimacy. So they're all connected. And like my mom read the book and she said, 
I just read the letters. I didn't care about anything else. I just wanted to read uh-huh. the letters. And I've had people come up to me and say, you know, I'm using your book to work through it with my husband or my partner. And they use the lessons. And, you know, other people tell me I like the whole journey blends well with it that you can I like going on the whole journey where after the love letter, there's this break and kind of dipping into the reflective part and an exercise that you can actually apply in your relationship. Were there things in this book that your family didn't know about you? There are things in this book that nobody knew about me, um, except the person that the letter is to. And even then, some things I've never, ever told them, you know. So the book was really, (laughs) it's like, I've always been more of a writer than a talker, and I've always kept held my stories really close to me. So there are things that people are discovering about me who know me that they had no idea. And it's really interesting to meet up with friends that I haven't seen because actually when the book was published, Luis and I were traveling through Asia. So I didn't even see anyone who was reading the book. I didn't even get a copy of it for months. And what happened when I came home is that I've met up, I've been meeting up with friends and they, you know, they start talking to me about these experiences that I had that I never told them about. And they're like, right. Oh my God, did that, <laughs> did that really happen? That's amazing. You know, that's like, <laughs> so it's really interesting to kind of get that, that reflective time now that I'm back from traveling. Well, I would imagine it's both scary and exciting at the same time because you have changed as a person in their eyes, right? But yet you're always afraid of what will they think about that new person. Yeah, that's true. And I was scared for, I didn't want my dad to read it. There's sex in the book, you know, there's like, <laughs> but you know, he, he read it. I haven't seen him, but I, he, I talked to him briefly on the phone. He's like, well, it's pretty brave of you to put some of that stuff out there. But um, yeah, and I actually, I don't know if it's connected, but I find that some of my close friends who've read the book that I've been reconnecting with, there's just this like softening towards me or like a more, more of a right. sense of openness that has never been there before, even though we've been really close friends for years. So it's really interesting how people are responding to me differently now that they're kind of seeing more of who I am. Is there another book in you? Are you going to continue to write about your life? Well, I don't know. It's it's definitely a painful process, and it's an expensive process to publish a book. And then there's the whole thing about actually doing the PR after the book is published and all of that. Right. Um, And I have a couple of other books I've written that are more manuals for specific things. And I'm definitely taking a break from writing. But even when, you know, I finished this book and then I went on an incredible journey through Asia as soon as it was done. And even that experience, you know, even all the things I've experienced in the last seven months, that could be a book in itself. It, it's it's kind of like, oh, it's like wrenching. It's calling me out and asking to be written. And I feel that. And I've had a lot of requests for people wanting me to write a memoir. And I'm, mm-hmm. it's, I definitely have a lot of the 
the content written since I scrapped 500 pages. And uh, it's, I'm, I'm definitely thinking about it. Oh, I hope you do. Let me go back to your early years. And you said you've, you've been writing or scribbling or whatever for a very, very long time. Have you always kept a journal? I have. And the journal has progressed over time. When I was a teenager, journaling, and even in my 20s, journaling was my saving grace. It was something that was, I, I had a hard time talking to people. Uh, it really helped me to just set up that dialogue within and be able to have someone to share all my secrets with. My journal itself was, I developed a relationship with it. You know, I have a whole, actually have a whole shelf of old journals. And I find that journaling was really powerful for me. And since I wrote this last book, I haven't been journaling as much. I recognize that I'm taking a break from it. And I think it's good to kind of go through and follow the pulse, the natural inner cycles. Do you ever go back and read some of your old journals? I do. Yeah. Especially when I was looking at writing Road to Love, I was looking for inspiration and kind of wanting to discover what I was going through at that time that I was writing about and, and find a way to tap into those experiences even more. And there's a real kind of inspiration and almost like pulling back the curtain into the past to be able to have (laughs) access to those journals I hear about people burning their journals and getting rid of their old journals, and I just wouldn't want to do that. You know, I feel like that is a relationship with my past part of myself that I can access. Right. So let me ask you, on your when you were writing Road to Love, did you edit that yourself? Did you have someone else edit it? I had lots of editors, and I bet even today you'll find mistakes. <laughs> what I did is that I just wrote it. I wrote all the chapters. I organized them. I, I thought, well, I had all of these lessons written out, you know, and all of these exercises written, written out. And I, I didn't really read them together. I said, well, I think this lesson is probably going to go well with this, with this letter. And I kind of organize the whole thing. And without even reading it myself, I put out there on Facebook and said, who's interested in reading a chapter of my book and giving me some feedback? And here's the criteria, what I need. I need to spend 30 minutes with you on the phone after you've read it. And I'd like to, you know, you to submit the pages back. And I was amazed at how many people reached out I ended up sending my chapters out to maybe 16 people or something like that. And then I Mm -hmm. sat down with each of those people and just talked about the chapter. And that was a really great way for me to use the hive mind and get it out of my own head without going back and reading it myself and getting that reflective feedback And then after applying those changes that I really drew from those conversations, then I read the whole thing. Then I sent it off to, actually, I sent it off to one professional editor. And then I realized, well, it still needs, they they didn't do that great of a job. So I had to send it off to another professional editor. 
And then every time I read it, I actually make changes. And the incredible thing about self-publishing, even though I have a publisher, but the incredible thing about publishing these days is that you can make changes and just resubmit your book, which is awesome. So, you know, I'm seeing, I see things that, well, you know, I think it's just this little change, this little tweak wouldn't help. And that way it doesn't have to be 100% spanking perfect. When you put it out there, you can continue to change it. I like that. Let me ask you about the letter format, because you could have just said, okay, here's a story about this particular relationship or that particular relationship, but you wrote it in the form of love letters. How, why did you take it, have it take that form? I, I love love letters. I find that it's a very intimate, it was the most intimate form of writing that I could access. And when I first started well, the, at the end of the first chapter and my first love, we were kind of torn apart from each other. And it was this very traumatic split off. And him and I kept writing each other love letters for years after that happened. And those love hmm. letters were such an important part of my growth and my development and nurturing that relationship over years. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, it's just, I was 15 years old. It was like 16 years ago, but I didn't have email at that time. So there's this real lost art that, that I, I'm not writing love letters today to people and, or to Luis, you know, cause we're around each other, but there's this real beauty of creativity and even the texture of the paper and maybe you could just see the little smudges on the edge of the paper or like drops of rain and you have this flavor of where someone was at what their feelings were based off of their penmanship or or the colors that they chose to put in the letter there's just there's just something really intimate about that and I wanted to capture that in writing love letters in in a book about intimacy because I wanted people to feel the intimate relationship that I was having with each of these people from the very beginning of falling love to the very end of heartbreak. I actually think writing letters is an incredible form of catharsis, of therapy, of of kind of supporting you and saying all the things that you want to say. And for me, I've used letters a lot over the years for people when I've had certain pains or issues around that relationship with someone. And I'd write them a letter. And 90% of the time, they were letters that I didn't send. But I needed to write that letter for me and to say all the things that I just didn't know how to say to their face or the writing the letter itself helped me to build up the courage to say those things that I was afraid to say. I think letters, if you have anyone in your life that you have trouble talking with and you don't know how to approach them, try writing them a letter. Don't send it, but see how much emotional space can open up inside of you when you write that letter and how much clarity you can gain because we all have so much wisdom inside of us. We know what's best for us better than anyone else can. And writing is a, an amazing way to access that. 
I like that because a lot of times all those thoughts get jumbled up in our heads and and we end up, if we're talking to that person, especially if it's an emotionally charged situation, you, you might end up saying something that you regret or you, you don't really mean. Putting it down on paper, like you said, gives you a lot of clarity and, and it really helps you formulate your thoughts. Yeah. So what is your best writing habit? Where do you write? What time of day? What habits do you have around writing? Well, I was shocked to find what really helped me write, have writing stamina enough to write a book. It's different than me writing alone or writing uh, in my journal or writing, you know, one of those clearing letters that I talked about. What I found is when I write and journal, a good place for me is to be out in nature and be by myself and be without a lot of people around. But writing on my computer and writing for hours on end, the being outdoors just isn't practical. So what I've discovered when writing Road to Love, a place that really helped me to focus was actually going to coffee shops. And there's something about the active environment, a lot of stuff happening, or it seemed that there were a lot of people on their laptops in a creative process that helped to fuel my energy. And I fed off of that and an important piece of that for me was that I had a, a music mix specifically for writing. So I put on my headphones so there wouldn't be any verbal distractions or auditory distractions. And the music was geared towards the kind of emotions that I wanted to draw out of me through the writing process. So I specifically created a writing mix that was deeply inspiring and uplifting and emotional music for me. Hmm. And, you know, it was songs that invoked deep emotion in me and made me feel deeply inspired. One artist is Ray LaMontagne. He's he's just a beautiful artist. He has uh, deeply emotional music. And there was one of his songs, Be Here Now, that things that that drew out my emotions because through writing Road to Love, it was about my emotional journey. So that was an important aspect for me to write about. That's interesting. Well, Kamala, thank you so much for sharing all of your insights and your experience and your book with us. This was quite interesting. Well, it's so great to be on your show and share with your audience. And we'll go ahead and put in the show notes where folks can find your book if they want to read those love letters and participate in those intimacy exercises. Well, thank you so much. Welcome to Stacy's Journal. In this segment, I let you peek into my journal as I share my thoughts on a topic or resilience resource. Let's talk about journals here. Kamala mentioned that keeping a journal can be someone's saving grace because it helps us understand the dialogue within. I never understood that until I started writing myself. It really is miraculous. I encourage everyone to start journaling. When I first started, I had a few doubts. I started during an extremely troubling time in my life. I thought, gee, I'm just going to write negative things. I don't want that to be a reflection of who I am. In fact, I started and stopped several times, but once I realized that just because I write about all the terrible things that happened in my life doesn't mean I'm a terrible person, 
or that I have a bad personality, it actually helped me clear my head of those negative thoughts. It freed me to see the situation that I was in for what it was, something that I could handle. When you're stressed, angry, frustrated, sad, or really any emotion at all, writing down your feelings and writing down this situation will help bring you clarity. It puts the situation on the proper place in your mind. So yes, I really advocate for journaling. I've put a couple of journals that I recommend in the show notes so you can check them out there. That's all we have for today. Next week, we'll interview Manny Wolf, who, as a child, survived one of the 10 most violent cities in America. So if you've had some tough life circumstances yourself or are going through a tough situation right now, you might want to stay tuned for that. I love interacting with our listeners on social media. We're on Pinterest, Facebook, and just about anywhere you can hold a great virtual conversation. Before you go, don't forget to go and register for our upcoming webinar, Four Simple Proven Methods to Writing the First Chapter of Your Life Story in Just Seven Days. Head over to stacybrookman.com slash webinar for that. Oh, and one more thing. We're doing something fun and counting down the 100 plus most important memoirs of the past 200 years. So our memoir of the day, starting from way back in 1791, is the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. Blessed with enormous talents and energy and ambition to go with him, Franklin was a statesman, an author, inventor, printer, and scientist. He helped draft the Declaration of Independence and later was involved in negotiating the peace treaty with Britain that ended the Revolutionary War. This charming self-portrait recalls Franklin's boyhood, his determination to achieve high moral standards, and more. So check out all the memoirs on this list at stacybrookman.com slash 100memoirs, 100memoirs. Remember, it's never too late to tell your stories.